0: come back the Let's Call It Nothing podcast. We talk all things fangirl here, and lately we have been reading through Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer, which we all know is Twilight from Edward's perspective. So the last time we discussed chapter 12, complications, and chapter 13, another complication. So things got complicated. Are they going to get uncomplicated? Absolutely not. Things so complicated. And we sang some Avril Lavigne, of course. So today we will be discussing chapter 14, Closer, and chapter 15, Probability. We got more happening. We got more questions being answered. And Edward does not yet reveal himself. He does not. But he's getting to that point. Yes. And I just wanted to say for those of you that saw the last, not saw, but re- or listened. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Listen to the last episode when Kayla was talking about that. All I could think of was The Office and Why and The Flasher. <laughs> Because you were talking about him coming out in the light, and all I can think of is, I know the floodlights would just shine the light on he but it needs to happen. Oh my goodness. Okay, anyway, yeah. chapter 14, Closer. So, Closer is corresponding with Confessions. I got all kinds of songs in my head with these chapter titles. I know. Do you think she does that for a reason? Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, you name your chapters for a reason, and then usually it has to do with songs. I got to tell you, <laughs> <laughs> I know you do that. I would No, dare. I'm not the only one. These chapters are very abridged in my notes, just because it's way more dialogue based. Mm-hmm. Not a lot happens, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is just back and forth. So I don't really, I didn't really make a whole bunch of notes. They're going to jump in anytime they see fit, and if we skip something, I'll just go back and reiterate. (laughs) or do what I got to do. To start off, oh my God, more watching her sleep. It's getting ridiculous at this point, Edward. It is ridiculous. There is no getting. Well, yeah, it was ridiculous the first time he did it. But now that he... Is talking to her every day and he is in love with her and Mm -hmm. she's developing feelings for him. Honey, no. And he doesn't confess at any point anytime soon. It's still a couple of chapters from here, I believe. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you need to mention it. Yeah. If if you want to date this girl in any form, you need to tell her where you spend your nights. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And she keeps asking too. And he just kind of skirts around the issue. Like, she's like, so what do you do at night? And he's just like, hey, look, a bird. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry. I'm asking the questions today. He skirts around every issue at every possible moment. I mean, healthy? No. Is it probably sound better to him that he doesn't say, well, I just kind of watch you sleep and dream about the future we could possibly have and decide whether or not I can touch you and how sexually attracted I am to you. And all You know what she stuff. would say to all that? Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She would be fine with it. Honestly. She would, because she's, I don't know. He's already a vampire, I mean. Is it just sexual attraction? Like, is that what the initial thing was? Is that why she's like, okay, I've never felt this way for a boy before. There are so many f-ing red flags here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it's okay. He's a vampire, but he hasn't killed me yet, so we're cool. She just likes to tiptoe on the edge of life. like Pretty much, That's yeah. what we know about Bella. In New Moon, whenever she's like, I'm going to adrenaline, junkie or whatever. I don't remember if that's in the book. I guess I've watched the movie more recently than read the book. I was always like, no, you're not, Bella. No, you're not. But yeah, she is because she puts herself in these situations where it's just utter stupidity because like, it's one thing if you know get on a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. It's another if you're dating a vampire. I mean, we already discussed Port Angeles. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not, but discussed Port Angeles being a dangerous place Mm -hmm. and her going there just to go there. Yeah with him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, that in itself, you're a teenager. You don't just wander off places. Yeah, she, I mean, she completely does it on 100% on purpose. Well, there's also, you know, I, as a 24-year-old woman looking at teenagers now and being like, y'all think you're grown, don't you? Yeah. But that's, as a teenager, you, you're going to think you're grown. You and especially did. Bella, who's been taking care of her parents all of her life. Oh, yeah. yeah. She thinks she's grown. But, and so, she thinks she's going to make these decisions. I thought I was grown, but I also watched a lot of crime documentaries. Like, I remember... Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I remember these two girls, these two strangers, uh, it was a bunch of us teenagers hanging out. They were from Natchez, Mississippi, and we were there on a trip, like a school trip somewhere, and one of my friends became friends with them because he's the most friendliest human being on the planet. And so we were having breakfast with them for some reason. Yeah. And they were like, oh, well, yesterday after we left you, we just got in this car with these two guys. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like, you got people to do a car that with these strangers? Mm-hmm. No, and that that means I mean, I don't think Bella would do that. Would she not? I don't think she would. Uh, well, because she got on this dude's bike that she didn't know. And did that happen him. in the book? I think that was a weird movie thing. I did. I, like I, I that don't part. think. Yeah, she, that wasn't was, in the book. There was a. She doesn't. Scene. Okay, but at that point, she doesn't care to be alive at all. True. Yeah. I'm talking about Bella right now. Probably wouldn't do that. But she also did Wonder Alone in a strength. And I mean, I yeah, get yeah. that Phoenix is bigger, whatever. It's probably got more of a crime population, but it's still, it's still dangerous. Yes. Like, I wouldn't mm-hmm. do it in our small town. <laughs> if I don't know the area, I'm not going just outloping. Yeah, you know? I absolutely wonder what Bella's, like, up to before she went for it, what what yeah. she did. Like, does yeah. she make all these stupid decisions? Like, she makes with forks? Because, like- I mean, at some point she's so responsible and so adult thinking, mm-hmm. and then at other times it's just like oh you know screw it what's safety well also Mm -hmm. yeah i don't understand either because her dad's a cop yeah i don't get why she makes decisions like that when she has learned from her dad you know you don't do things like that yeah Yeah. and really it's just overall with every other form of teen media where teenagers i call it stupid teenagers like whenever i'm watching Mm -hmm. something i'm like us stupid teenagers again because they don't tell their parents anything Mm -hmm. and they think they're grown they they just do it which convenient for the show or the movie, book, whatever. Which that does kind of ring true, because... I mean, I was a teenager once. I lied to my parents a good few times. I was very wild and secret. I'll just put it on out there. <laughs> very wild and secret. No one knew. I was a party girl on the weekends and then made good grades and mm-hmm. during school. But that's how you do it. Yeah, that's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you fly under the radar. Yeah. Meanwhile, exactly. Bella just puts herself in these risky situations yeah. and dates a vampire. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I don't understand. This is why Charlie should get an award for his parents. he That's why why he's like, I can't remember if it is a little bit before uh, we didn't mention it, but Edward thinks that Charlie's going to go call her mom to see like what he's supposed to do, which makes sense for a dad that's kind of like, I have no idea what's going on with my teenage daughter. I think Mm -hmm. I'm going to go talk to her mom and see what she thinks. It makes sense. It just kills me because I mean, even at my dumbest points, yeah, there were some times where I might have been seriously harmed or killed or, you know, something dangerous could have happened. But even then, I'm not actually... Actively, not like her. I I was not actively seeking yeah. out dangerous situations. Yeah. But she does. She for real does. Like, she doesn't do it in Twilight knowing, like, oh, I'm, like, taking some risk right now. Whatever. Yeah. Like, she, she's just doing it. She's not thinking about it at all. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, love blinds you. It really does. But mm-hmm. I just see all these red flags and I'm just like, girl. Yeah. And I know frontal lobe's not developed. we went over it a million times that it just it just concerns me that this is how we get our main character yeah like I said like a few minutes ago outside of us recording like if this was any other character as the main woman character of a story they would find Edward hella creepy and be like I want to call the cops on them Mm -hmm. but no I think with other main female characters I've read in like teen romance type things Mm -hmm. they still act like this yeah they do it's a trope it's a problem with the genre, if I do Mm -hmm. say so. This book was written nearly 20 years, or not this book specifically, but Twilight itself was written nearly 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And we're at a different space in how we write characters I think, or hopefully. I think overall, um, yes. Because, like, if you read female characters now, a lot of the ones I've read they are a lot more confident in themselves Mm -hmm. and what they do, which makes their reactions to other people different. Like, if a guy was being weird they would probably call them out. Yeah, Which, I mean, it's also high school, so those Mm -hmm. things won't necessarily... I mean i would have as y'all will find out later my personality kind of is that's just my personality mm-hmm. like i said we love this book we yeah it's not like we're not just crapping on yeah but you can Bella's be character. you can love something and be critical of it yeah yeah i've always been straightforward bella swan is not one of my favorite lead female characters i have very few favorite lead female characters because i love a side character <laughs> oh she does we were talking about beautiful creatures she couldn't even remember <laughs> the main character's <laughs> names y'all i don't know we were talking about about him washing her sleep and yes. got on that long tangent uh-huh. <laughs> she wakes up she gets in his car and more mundane oh they start talking about her previous date in life which i thought was hilarious yeah and she's like i dated this guy i think i went on a date with this guy named mike no no not that mike He was my square dancing partner, and I thought that was really funny. It was funny. (laughs) Well, if we want to back up for a second, like, when also that he picked her up in the morning, like, she spent a good chunk of time talking about, like, her mom, what Mm -hmm. her mom was Mm -hmm. like, and it, like, gave more insight onto, like, her character, how she grew up, and, like, why she is the way she is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I marked page 295 where she is talking about like, oh, I was too busy to like really have a bunch of friends and date or whatever, you know, at my wee age of 17 because I was running a household and that's very time consuming. I had a part-time job, not to mention at school. If I'm going to college, I need a full ride scholarship and all this stuff. And like you see these like motivations within Bella, this personality, this future that you don't see ever again, I I don't thing yeah. and like later on she starts talking about college and I'm like I marked a part later on about Edward's perspective on all of this but she like had all these I wouldn't say hopes and dreams because she didn't know what she wanted but she had like this outline of kind of like how, she how things yes know. which can change of course and mm-hmm. if you're kind of given like I feel like so many kids are told like you graduate high school you go to college you mm-hmm. get a degree you get a job mm-hmm. you get married you have children you work until you retire and die. Yeah, I feel like that's probably in her and maybe she does want something else and you know the whole vampire thing comes into play showing her a different world. Yeah, There's so much of a future that we never get to see. So. And Edward even mentions though with Bella's hopes and dreams and everything he says they're clipped. And she, he's right. Mm-hmm. The wings of her dreams are clipped. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. That uh. because she's so she's so set in reality. That is so trauma based. Like in a, if you're thinking about it, it's so trauma based that she's like, okay, yeah, I want to do this, but that's not really as yes, yes, because she's had to spend her entire life mm-hmm. taking care of her mother. Mm-hmm. The whole like her being the caretaker thing was lost. Maybe it was lost on me as a young reader who mm-hmm. you know, hadn't been through experiences in life where I have felt similar in similar situations. Or maybe it was lost from me watching the movie so much more than reading the books yeah. and not really seeing that. But it does really add to her personality. It and does. Kind of even the like, Edward feeling like he has to take care of her because she's been taking care of other people her whole life. As I read the books as a kid, I related to it because my mom is kind of the type of person. She's kind of free-spirited, if you mm-hmm. will at the end and I was and I'm just a natural nurturer Mm-hmm. I guess. Like, I do want to take care of people. And I, as my mom says, I have way more maternal instincts than she does. Yeah, which happens. It personality. Happens. Yeah, it's just a personality thing. But at the same time, I was never put in a role where I had to take care of my mom. Yeah, some some kids do have to grow up too fast. Mm-hmm. Like, th- they have to. And I think that was the problem with Bella. Who's to say if, if Renee didn't leave Charlie that Bella wouldn't have had a normal childhood? Mm-mm. Or if Charlie had gotten Bella and Renee saw her on you know, in yeah. the summer or something, yeah. that she would have had a pretty normal childhood mm-hmm. and wouldn't have had to have this, these things. Like, let's admit, her mother's a flight risk, yeah, like, for sure. And she has always had to like ground her mother. I want to know how that conversation went whenever Renee was like, Hey, Bella, like Phil and I, we're gonna go move, he's gonna do go do minor league baseball, we're gonna travel around. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And Bella had to make that decision, or I don't remember, maybe it was made for her of, Okay, I'll guess i I'll go and live with dad. Well, it's it says I think in the beginning that she she wasn't asked to, she wasn't forced to, but she felt like that she, it, had like mm-hmm. she had to, like she had to, because it would have made it wouldn't have made her mom happy to sit with her. So her life has kind of been like other people making the decisions for her, but her pretending like they are her decisions. Well, I think it said that she uh, her mom had stayed with her for a while, but she could see she was unhappy, so she decided it would be easier to just go live with Charlie. Mm-hmm and let her travel with her husband at the end of the day. Well, she takes care of Charlie, too. That's also just living with a single man. You're Mm going (laughs) to... If you're a woman, you just naturally am like, okay, I got to cook and stuff because they're helpless. I'm trying to find, like, my stream of thoughts with the whole, like, making the decisions thing and everything and, like, how that affected her. Mm -hmm. And thinking later on, as we see, I think, in Probability, and I know that's jumping ahead a little bit Mm -hmm. about Edward saying, no, this is the path that I want for her. And then whoever it was being like, but what will she want? Yeah. And, like, her having to make that decision. That happens in the next chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Alice what I was saying. Alice, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the thing. Like going back to like New Moon, I don't know if it this is also in the book either. But then like having a vote on like if Bella's turned into a vampire mm-hmm. or not. Really, it's Bella's decision. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was because it did affect them. Yeah, but she was open to it. the vote. She's the kind of person where they're like, "Okay, Bella, it's your turn to pick where you want to eat," <laughs> and she's like, "I don't care, you guys. Like, it's whatever. I'm I mean, I, I'm, I'm really, I would love pizza right now, but whatever's fine with me." And then. They're like, are you sure? She's like, yeah. And then they pick a burger place and she's like, okay, that's good. I wanted a burger. I think Edward had mentioned that she puts others before herself mm-hmm. on the totem pole and I think it's like others and then a few other things and then herself. Yeah. Like, it's so low on yeah. the totem pole. Which is why, you know, I feel like she's so accepting of how Edward is. Mm-hmm. It's because why did, why would she care? She doesn't care about her life, mm-hmm. obviously. She's boring. She's boring. <laughs> well, it's that and she's just like... Like, oh, well, that's just how he is. it's just yeah. who he is. why mm-hmm. What is there to question about yeah. that? Bella has a bunch of dreams that will never come true. Yeah, which is sad. Um, Alice gets a vision of talking to Bella, so she's super excited. Um, Can I talk to her? Can I talk to her? Can I talk to her? <laughs> yeah. The more mundane stuff, I don't know if we got mixed up on the mundane stuff, but it doesn't really matter like where it's positioned because it's all just random questions Edward asks. And then Edward ponders a life with her until she outgrows him. It makes me so sad, yeah. I mean, I know what happens in the very end, yeah. but I mean, I, I think he's right. Like, if she would have stayed a human, there is a chance she would have been like, Okay, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Not just be, not because she didn't love him, but just you know, she's got a she's supposed to have this life outside of yeah. you, know? and when you're older, like I'm 20, well, no, I'm 23 right now. <laughs> uh-huh. um, <laughs> when I'm 20 you're 24 yeah I got a few months but I'm 23 right now and if you're not in my plan I'm sorry I'm gonna mow over them sorry (laughs) I mean like it's like okay this is what I'm getting done this is how it's gonna go Uh and if you have a problem with that okay yeah I mean some people are like that and some people are just kind of roll with the punches yeah once again it's personality. eventually if if Bella were to grow up she would gain more confidence Mm -hmm. because that's how you work like you, Mm -hmm. you You gain more confidence as you get older. You have more experiences. Therefore, you understand the world a little Mm -hmm. bit better which, I mean, at our age, no, we don't understand the world completely, but we have a better grasp than a 17-year-old kid. Than we did seven years ago. Yeah. I feel like he's kind of right, but then again, maybe not. If it had <laughs> it had went different, maybe she would have stayed with him forever and then died and then he would have died. I mean, but that would be tragic, too. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's kind of what we see. New moon, a whole parallel. Honestly, I don't think, like, no matter how much Edward imagined her growing old and him staying there I honestly don't think she would have reached a very old age no it would have caused both of them too much pain and heartbreak throughout it. With every little thing he would be watching her mm-hmm. get old and she would be watching him stay young. Yeah, and that's mentally that's not mm-hmm. good either. And that's another reason I think if she had stayed human, she would have outgrown him. But at the same time, what if she had gotten cancer? Yeah, that's true. And like that's what I'm saying, like if she something like that could have happened, there could have yeah. been a car accident where she gets killed. Well, that's he's like she's really fragile. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then like but they don't catch it in time and she He's dying. Mm-hmm. What is he gonna do then? What would he have done? Would he go straight over to the vulture? off himself. Yeah. Obviously oh, he wouldn't have changed her. I mean, that's what happens in New Moon. He thinks she dies yeah, and he tries and offs himself. Yeah. Even though he left her and they're not together anymore. Mm-hmm. Sir? He just wanted her safe. He plans uh, for the meadow and being, and he's being angsty after the meadow plan. So plant. angsty. And, well, freaking Alice yeah. puts her nose in the situation. Yeah, Alice is mind screaming. Alice makes it a little bit worse. And Edward <laughs> decides he's strong enough. Like, he just doesn't even he doesn't even have the conversation with her but he's like yeah that's ridiculous I'm strong enough now like I love her enough it's it's fine um I'm not gonna kill her he just yeah. has a, he just has a minor you know freak out and then he turns yeah. back around like I can do this mm-hmm. yeah but then Alice tells him that they have to talk and he's like okay um so he makes plans with Bella and then Alice finally meets Bella it's super short can we back up for okay. just a second yeah on page 301 he's talking about his siblings and he's like Alice is the most supportive. Mm -hmm. And then Bella kind of realizes that the other ones by the other ones probably just like Rosalie. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's thinking Jasper. I don't remember exactly what she's thinking. Mm -hmm. She's like, they don't like me. And Mm -hmm. he's like, Oh, that's not it. But that is (laughs) kinda it. He's like, kinda. Yeah. (laughs) it's not your fault. It's my fault. <laughs> and Rosalie, like, she goes, ha. And like, cause she's like, it's true. I don't like you. <laughs> and Edward's like, no, 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 that's not exactly. They're even right. like, I, I don't know exactly what Rosalie does that makes Bella really uncomfortable. And Edward like snarls at Rosalie. Yeah. <laughs> and Bella's just like, okay. And Rosalie's like, well, she started it. And I'm like, Rose, grow up. Like, yeah. get over yourself. Um, Oh, yeah. Rose glares at her and that, that Yeah. Happens. And then Alice comes by. They have their little meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Alice is like, I'm so excited to finally really, meet you. you. <laughs> Edward just gives her a look like, really? I've been waiting for this for weeks. How much glaring do these vampires do? I feel like that's happening. So much. Shifty yeah. eyes the whole time. <laughs> I feel like the a, whole <laughs> a whole other superpower just for vampires. You know, it's the fluorescence. <laughs> also, there's like a meme of like all these vampires and they were all labeled like nesferatu and all them and the bottom one was edward cullen and it was the sparkly one and i was like it should be the sparkly gloomy one the gloomy Um, boy He's a gloomy boy. But I was also upset with how they labeled stat because it was like the one that didn't get an interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, why did you not say the Renaissance rock star? Because that's <laughs> way more accurate to his personality. But anyway, Edward makes plans with Bella. Alice meets Bella. And then they get Bella's truck for her. And Edward... But we like- spend way too long getting the truck. Yes. Like, it went on for a few paragraphs. And I'm like, Stephanie, just write, they got the truck. Yeah, just be like. No, we just had to have further, more, further evidence. I had to learn the how they snuck into the house. You know, I really miss vampires having to be invited in. It would have solved so many issues in this book. <laughs> it would have been a lot less stalking. Yeah, if Edward couldn't have gotten to Bella, that would have been such a. like that cure, There's just like, like this force field around the house, and yeah. he's like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it, that would cure like 90% of the issue. Yep. And Edward writes her a note. Do we know what he says? It says, be safe. Be safe. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I just saw it in the book. I got to say, my story that I wrote whenever I was 12 that was based off of Twilight, there was another situation where he broke into her house and left her a note that said, be safe. So I was a copycat. <laughs> But you were also 12, so. Exactly. I was 12 and I loved some Twilight. Okay, but that's all I have for chapter 14, Closer. Okay, the next chapter is chapter 15, Probability. There's a probability. (laughs) (laughs) This is where we get real angsty. Super angsty. Also, this is an extra chapter. Meaning that, I mean, obviously it's not... In Twilight. Yeah, it is not. um, Whatever is happening in Bella's life during this chapter is just a blip. It could be summed up in one paragraph and or sentence. But this chapter features um, Edward's Hamlet moment where to be or not to be like Mm -hmm. should i off myself so edward and alice argue about her visions alice tells edward it would hurt bella if he left like she would waste away Mm -hmm. yeah so there yeah there's two two scenes here so one of them she sees her wasting away and then there's another one too that is relevant too oh yeah the one where she's curled up in her bed with nightmares and stuff so those are like pretty spot on for what happens in newman Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah he leaves her anyway Mm -hmm. spoiler alert and apparently, if he didn't fall in love with her, he would have came back to hunt her down, Yeah, to kill her. Which sounds kind of out of character for him. I also thought that as well. My thing says, kind of sounds super out of character, but okay. Okay, later on, and he talks about his past and whenever he gave into the animalisticness mm-hmm. of his self and his nature. And then we see that earlier on, whenever mm-hmm. he considered killing her. I don't see it being impossible. It's not impossible, but I feel like if he's far enough away, he's not just going to be like, damn, I'm gonna need to go get her and kill her. Yeah. So, like if he, I wouldn't if doubt if it. It was like there's the part where he ran away and he's like far away enough and he's like oh, I shouldn't do this. I don't want to disappoint my family. I, I kind of feel like he would be you know, like craving her in such a way where he'd be like, no, like I'll just go. I'll just go over there and see. I guess I'll, that, that, I'll just go yeah, see. His, and then whenever he's in her presence, he's like, oh, that sweet, sweet blood. When his, yeah. you know, thoughts start cycling just on that one thought. Yeah. Her yeah. and her blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But see, I just, I feel like that was just kind of out of character. Um, I'm not saying it's not a possibility, but I'm just saying, like, it it just doesn't sound probable. Mm -hmm. Or not as probable as Alice makes it seem. Yeah. Like, she makes it out like it was a definite for a while, and Mm -hmm. I just don't feel that way. And then he sees a vision of Bella as a vampire. No, I love how he's like, give me something else. Like, give me a different vision. Tell me a different path. Show me how to stay away, where to go. And I'm like, Alice only sees these different paths. Yeah. Like, she is not weaving your fate. Yeah, she's not <laughs> a fate. Exactly. Like, she, she's just telling you what she sees. Yeah. She does not... She, you are in control of your actions, sir. So, don't tell her what to do. Uh, <laughs> Alice tells Edward she has to get Bella. Yes, she has to get through the meadow to see what the outcome mm-hmm. might be. Like, there's tons... Like, we gotta get through tomorrow, and then we'll see what happens. Yeah, because, like, there's a tons of of di- there's tons of different options. You're on a straight line right now. You go to the meadow, and then you got threads just yes, everywhere. Yes, and right now it's a knot, yeah, which mm-hmm. has to do with the title of the next chapter, which we will get into next episode. Yeah, which is just everything's tangled mm-hmm. up together, so she can't really see anything else until after this one moment comes. Mm-hmm. Alice sees her as a vampire, and you know Edward goes into his whole existential crisis. Yeah, of, of talking about the pomegranate seeds mm-hmm. and talking about Hades and. Persephone and all that kind of stuff. I believe, yeah. Which was mentioned in a previous chapter, but I forgot to. Cover yeah. It. Which is why, um, if y'all were curious, why the book cover—that's the word I'm looking for—why the book cover is a pomegranate is because of this parallel. But I've also wanted to point out, and I don't think I have yet, that the picture at the front of the book is Cupid and Psyche. So, <laughs> like the the title page, mm-hmm. yeah, is Cupid and Psyche. Mm-hmm. Which is probably more fitting because I think Psyche does become a god at the end of mm-hmm. that myth. And so Edward feels like it's Hades and Persephone, and Persephone is trapped with Hades, whereas there's a happy outcome at the mm-hmm. end of the Cupid and Psyche. So he sees himself as a monster and he doesn't see mm-hmm. these different paths working out. Um, he says, One too many pomegranate seeds. She was bound to the underworld with me. No way back. Springtime, sunlight, family, future, soul, all stolen. And from her so he knows especially seeing all of alice's visions there's no way bella could ever have a normal life yeah without him but without him being involved in some way either they're together or she's dead basically because basically. he cannot step away and he kind of feels like he has her trapped even though he keeps uh, saying over and over i can leave and alice is like no you can't mm-hmm. it's too late it's too late so the next thing is that edward begs to know how to save her And eventually Alice shows him a vision of Bella four years from now Mm -hmm. as a human. Aged and he talks about the curvature of her body, which I was like, Really, that's what you She's a old real woman, she's a real woman now. So, next is Edward's to be or not to be. Well, part. before that, and he's kind of comfortable with like that decision that stay staying human for a little while, yes. but her still being a part of his life. And then yeah. Alice. And he's like, Oh, thank you so much, Alice. And she's like, Whoa, 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 like what about what she wants? Yeah, and Edward's yeah. like, Because she's, nah. did it never occur to you that Bella might not be willing to lose you? That one short mortal life might not be long enough for her Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's insanity no one would choose that. Alice is like, we're not going to argue about that right now. Let's take one crisis at a time. And uh-huh. I'm like, oh, but we will be worrying about that <laughs> for the next three, three books. books. And then his to be or not to be. To be or not to be. We see, like, this is the first inkling of, like, what happens in New Moon as far as what Edward, like, Edward had already had this planned out, apparently, since then. Yeah, that's, like, why I said outside of the podcast, like, I wonder, like, they're sitting in a car and Alice's sitting there and, like, he's thinking, like, all these possible... You you know, moments of killing himself. Like is Alice seeing these as he's saying them? Like, I, I don't think so because I don't think he was ever going to do it. Like, except we we'll see later on the new moon. But I, like, how many different possibilities can she see? You know. Yeah. Well, she's so focused on Bella right now. Would she I mean- have paid? Paid attention to that because it says she's not omniscient, so she doesn't know everything. She might have missed that when she was focused on Bella and seeing what happens to Bella in the future. That mm-hmm. she doesn't see what Edward's going through in the future. He kills a mountain lion. Who cares? <laughs> um, we just yeah, good, just go good for him. Hunting spree. Alice shows Edward a vision of Bella meeting everyone possibly Sunday. <laughs> He's like, like, wait, when does that happen? She's like, in a couple of days. He's like, this Sunday. And she's like, well, yeah possibly the sunday after saturday <laughs> like, you yes. don't kill her tomorrow <laughs> and then um they talk about the bed a little bit and this is where he says uh oh, you're not omniscient but yeah and well, she said like, the bed i thought that's what she said too the, the bet. bet the bet i'm sorry and then eddie and showers boy. and changes <laughs> and you know goes through all that yeah he um, goes back to the house he I mean, puts on a nice sweater <laughs> yeah which is i still can't imagine him wearing a sweater what is it with sweaters in this book right and it's book. called Cold. Cold. <laughs> Fucking it's cold, cold. and whenever you're writing it. you can't think of any clothing items honestly yeah. you're like what are clothes that's why people's fashion choices and books are always very odd Like they make the characters focus way too much on what they're wearing mm-hmm. even though in real life you're like I guess I'll wear this today yeah but this is also an interesting scene because it brings up like this shirt that Alice just randomly bought and she's like yeah I don't know why I got it and then Edward pulls it out of his closet and goes oh so this is why this shirt is here so a date. so Alice knew <laughs> without was, knowing purposely knowing or did she just try to hide that she knew what was going to no, happen no she's a psychic like me where like I do stuff and I don't know why I do it and then I'm like oh wow oh, then he goes to watch Bella sleep again and he notices clothes and everywhere strode out in her room. So, he's in my bedroom. Yes. So, he's, like, talking about that and, like, how Bella's, like, drying her hair after a shower and stuff before she goes to sleep. Like, how she's, like, prepping to look good for him. Mm -hmm. See, while I was reading this, because I couldn't remember how everything played out, I was like, does she know that he's coming and watching her sleep tonight? Like, and that's why she's looking cute. And, I mean, once again, I'll tell y'all, I don't see how he ever thought that would have been a good idea he would have been terrified the first time he saw me sleep if mm-hmm. it were me. Because I'm naked. Because I roll around all the time. I mean, there's no telling what body part you're gonna see where. Oh my gosh. Gets, and I don't think his little gentlemanly self would handle it. <laughs> could you imagine Bella in some short pajama shorts and she like hooks her leg over herself and then like he's just like, I see her butt. I mean like how <laughs> I, mean, like, I I've woken up with like my clothes just St- strewn all over myself, like yeah. halfway out of them, just because crazy sleeper. I mean, like, if you sleep in a tank top, I mean, if you're a girl, you've been there, you sleep in a tank top, <laughs> one boob's out, yeah, and then got the strap in yep. the other boob. been there done that. And is he just like, <laughs> <laughs> is he just like, oh he's my still God. there, like, my eyes. <laughs> like, he's like, still there, there, just covering <laughs> his eyes. And I'm like, leave, <laughs> no. That's when he he covers his eyes and tries to leave the room, but keeps walking into things. Does he ever have, like, a confrontation with an owl? The owl's like, woo, woo, and he's like... (laughs) I'd Probably know. fly away because they consider him a predator. So probably. probably I just feel away. like I've seen that in other stuff <laughs> where I'm like does that happen to him often? <laughs> he's just chilling. <laughs> I mean, he had one spider friend at one point and he decided it would be best just to kill him. <laughs> also, did he ever get the WD-40 for the squeaky window seal? <laughs> I don't think so, no. <laughs> Honestly, that would have been great to see. Like, I remember the WD-40. <laughs> he's <before> like <laughs> just right Imagine if Bella woke up <laughs> I and it. he's like, You're dreaming. <laughs> Uh, hello, classmate. Um, <laughs> what are you doing on my second <laughs> story windows? He's no like, there's a squeaky. Or no, no, it's later on whenever they start dating and he just <laughs> comes in there before he tells her that he stalks her every night and he's like, he's sprayed it and she walks in she's like, what are you doing? It was squeaky. How do you know that my window is squeaky? I don't know, Bella, how I know that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I know, he'd have been like, uh, it's, you're not supposed to ask questions today. <laughs> It's my day. It's my day. (laughs) Edward, you need help. Um. (laughs) And then we have like eight pages of him having flashbacks. Yes. (laughs) With his life with Carlisle. I have like four bullet points, five. Yeah. And they're like nothing to do with. I mean, like, it's just so long of an exposition. I I was trying to hurry, but basically, he remembers Carlisle. Like, the first year after, like, during, after he was uh, bitten. Mm -hmm. And y'all gotta remember, everybody's wearing masks, so why is he seeing their faces all blotchy? Because this is 1919 they're still wearing masks mask out in public, but anyway, because it's a pandemic then. Like, he's talking about how the faces of the humans are blotchy and weird and everything, but like I said, I don't know why, because a lot of them wore masks back then. He talks about Carlisle giving him these trials mm-hmm. to see if he can withstand being around yeah. humans. And he talks about his Christmas with Carlisle. Yeah. Which is, which is like, so cute. Yeah. They're like decorating. Yeah. Where <laughs> yeah it's tri- like Carlisle's Walmart. like, I got some popcorn. We can string it together and yeah, decorate the he tree. He tricks Edward on going on a walk to see how Edward does by himself in public. And he goes mm-hmm. and gets a tree while he's gone. And I'm which, like, that's cute. If this were an Anne Rice novel, they would be together. I don't know if I've said that yet or not, <laughs> but... <laughs> be pretty gay. (laughs) Yeah, this would be, yeah, this is definitely gay enough for Anne Rice. Um, (laughs) So the day after Christmas, this cute little hallmark Christmas between Carlisle and Edward, um, Mm -hmm. they meet other vampires. Yeah, well, some if, old friends. Well, if you yeah. also think about it, to go back for a second, like it's okay. interesting this dynamic up to the Christmas scene because Edward's like, I don't feel a part of that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this, this isn't relevant to me anymore because I'm not human. And Carla's like, but I want to give you these things yeah. even if you are changed because it's still part mm-hmm. of life you experience. You also gotta yeah. learn, like right now, Carlisle is still kind of experimenting with like how far he can go with Edward mm-hmm. before he like develops his own coven yeah percent. but he's also just trying to be a dad edward meets other vampires for the first time mm-hmm. and realizes that carlisle isn't like normal vampires no. and that other vampires drink human blood and one of them says it's the greatest joy yeah isn't is this the irish coven yes yes siobhan maggie and liam yes. and they just meet siobhan and maggie yeah because yeah. he even <laughs> says i wonder where liam is mm-hmm. and then um edward claims that no, that wouldn't be the greatest joy because Bella is my greatest joy in life. Yeah, cause he goes... He, he's like, well, this it just, like, festers in his mind. Yeah. He's like, well, I want... If this is the greatest joy in life, I've got to experience this. So he, mm-hmm. he goes off and he's like, well, I'm going to do good by killing all these bad people and drinking their blood and then realizing this... I, I'm different from this because of the way I was from the beginning. Like, this yeah. doesn't fit me. This isn't my greatest joy. Mm-mm. And then, real like, coming to this point in his life, he's like... Bella. Yeah, yeah. Joy. <laughs> and there are a few, like, interesting things. Like, we don't get to know enough about the other covens, which I've always had an issue with because I thought other covens were interesting. So, like, he, he talks about how Siobhan had a fascination with the vulture and she was curious about mystic vampire talents, and she kind of recruited Maggie for a particular reason having See, to do with her abilities. From the way like, it's talked about here, it suggests that, like, all all other covens are like this, that they just want to get people who have power because mm-hmm. of course you know we we know the vultures like those mm-hmm. in later books after twilight about that and like them talking about them being like that the egyptians are definitely like that yeah. because of benjamin i mean it makes it very obvious that Carlisle's different because mm-hmm. yeah. he doesn't he's not like searching for people who have these gonna have these amazing powers he just wants companionship yeah he just wants to build a yeah. little family and he manages to find some of the most powerful vampires yeah. That's um, that's how it goes though. But also is it not for self-preservation that they try to find these powerful vampires because if the more power you have, yeah, in your coven, the mm-hmm. more likely you it's will, your own little arsenal like yeah, you're protected more. Maybe, I don't know. I just always think other covens are interesting and we don't get to know really anything about them until breaking dawn i don't even remember what maggie's ability is i, I don't remember i don't think it mentioned it from it, his well, point it of view like kind of talks about what it, is like, it that she just like knows things like unknown she things. just knows things like the gift of knowing yeah like like it's pointed out here like when carlyle introduces edward she's like yeah something's missing in what he's saying like there there's something else there she doesn't know specifically that it's edward's power but she that's knows. such a shitty power but she knows that there's something <laughs> extra. Uh, maybe. Because, I mean, it's kind of like being omniscient. Mm-hmm. It's not close. It's close. But, not- but if yeah. you just look at someone and you're like, something's missing and you can't like, you don't automatically know what it is. Yeah, so, okay. It's not so as much fun I as the other powers. So, I in, got it. Hold in up. the line, in the book, this is what Maggie's thinking. She says, what he says is true, but there's something missing. Something Carlisle isn't speaking. And so, like, she, she doesn't that doesn't mean that she doesn't know what it is. Like okay. she could know, but whatever's reading her thoughts, she doesn't. I say got it. I've got it pulled up on thetwilightsaga.fandom.com. Love it. Okay, <laughs> so Maggie is a vampire member of the Irish Coven with the gift of knowing when she is being lied to oh, and is okay. firmly trusted. She's by a her lie her. Yeah, so she's just a lie detector. It's not. She knows things like she can't go into a room and sense like people are. I mean, she can because she's a vampire, but you get what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. she can't. Just sense if something's not there, there that's supposed to be, but she can look at people and be like, They're lying, yeah. Which is what I thought would be Edwards when he was human, mm-hmm. he would be a good lie detector. lie detector, but it may just be that he was good at reading people, as far as like, which, anyway, he kind of is still that, but yeah. It's not exactly the same. Oh, and he talks about when he decided to kind of give in to that instinct and start drinking human blood, and he left Carlisle and Esme for a little bit to kind of pursue that and see if that would fulfill something in his life. And like y'all said, it didn't. Which I feel like happens in every vampire thing to Mm -hmm. someone. I'm thinking of, like, Vampire Diaries, the show, and, like, Stefan becoming, like, crazy and realizing, like, Maybe I shouldn't do that. That happens to him a couple of times. But I always saw that parallel there. Well, also, I think it's one of those things, like, if you, even though it's a bad way to say this for something like that, like, if you don't do it, you don't know. Mm -hmm. So, like, even if it's making a mistake and you do it you know now that you should yeah. do that. It's like experimenting with drugs. Why do you look at me? <laughs> I'm just looking. <laughs> okay, so we want to add a little tidbit to this episode because we feel like we have discussed these chapters to their core. And we dived just a little bit into the characters' Enneagram types. And I gotta say, we are not expert on Enneagrams. No. I've, I've taken the quiz for myself. I've made other people take it just to see how they are. i feel I don't completely identify with mine until something comes up and I'm like oh I'm a six. But you knew what mine was before I <laughs> Yeah, I've been able to predict yeah. people's just by I mean people that I know well enough like you, I'm like. But with, with characters it is harder for me because it's a lot more surface level. Yeah, I mean we don't me. know enough enough depth of them to really fully make a, a choice, but like if we're just guessing based off what we yeah. do know. So we just like read through the titles of each number. And if you don't know an Enneagram is a person Personality type quiz um, where it is classified by nine numbers. And so we believed that, was it Carlisle and Alice are twos? Yes. A two is the helper. They are. A caring and interpersonal type. They are demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing, and possessive. The only thing that I don't... Maybe I just don't see it. Maybe other people do. As far as that one relating to Carlisle is the possessiveness. I agree. The possessive. But then again, when I think about it, he is very possessive of his family. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. what I was just thinking. Not necessarily like possessive as in, I need to have them. But like, he picked half of the people in the, the coven. He was like, he picked Edward. He picked... Esme and Rosalie, mm-hmm. he picked those people. And yes, they were all dying when he done it, but he's a doctor. He's seen mm-hmm. people die constantly. Why are these three people? And so it is kind of bizarre. And then, of course, the Enneagrams, you can go different wings. Two, wing one is titled The Servant, according to the EnneagramInstitute.com. It's titled The Servant. And then Enneagram, wing three is the host or hostess. So where do we think Carlisle might I kind of want to say Carlisle's the servant. That's what I was thinking and I was thinking Alice is more Some of the place. hostess. Yeah. Just by like what we do see of them. Uh-huh. Just by name. I, we don't have any I don't have any information. It would take you. further research and I not want to do that right now. Yeah. I mean, as you can tell we're really <laughs> professional. And Alice was right off the bat and we were like wait a minute, what's Carlisle? And then I was like wait a minute, well, you know, the helper I, think I he it. could fall into some other ones, but I, like I said, I'll have to do research. And that might be something where we take more time in a later episode to kind of mm-hmm. gauge what they might be. Okay, and then we said that Edward was perhaps a four. And I know pl- plenty of people in my life who are fours who have some qualities. Like Edward. Y- like Edward. And a four is the individualist. They are sensitive and withdrawn. They are expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. And you know who else is? Edward Cullen. Yep. <laughs> um, and then the wings for a four, I'm not sure where he would fall, but a four wing three is the aristocrat. Aristica- the aristocrat. <laughs> the aristocrat. <laughs> oh. A four wing three is the aristocrat. And a four wing five is the bohemian. Oh, definitely the aristocrat. Yeah, was, yeah. That's. Yeah. Yeah. And once again. It would be having to dive further. And a basic fear of a four is to have no identity or personal significance. And a desire is to find themselves and their significance. So to create an identity. But he definitely does that. That's why everybody yeah. thinks he's so mm-hmm. perfect. Like his siblings are always jealous because he acts so Yes. And then we believe that Jasper is perhaps a five, Mm -hmm. which is the investigator. They are the intense cerebral type. They're perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Y'all were the ones who kind of classified him as a five. Let me... I did. We did. And it was like right off the bat. Yeah, both of us. We looked at each other and went, Jasper. Their fear is being useless, helpless, and being useless, helpless, and incapable their desire is to be capable and competent. Mm-hmm. A five wing four is the iconoclast. I don't even know what that means, or I think that's how you say that word. And a five wing six is the problem solver. I don't know where he falls there. I'm not really sure where he falls there either. I just kind of see him as that as like well. He's so pragmatic. Mm-hmm. That I mean he was he was a leader. He was a leader of an army. He, Like, he was a two, Mm -hmm. one when he was human and one when he was a vampire. So, like, that kind of plays into that. But plus his power of having, like, feeling everybody's emotions, like, falls into that. Mm-hmm. and like him being secretive in that also falls into it because you never hear much about Jasper yeah and I feel like when Jasper is in a scene he's never saying much he's kind of just sitting there observing yeah, and I exactly. feel like that fits what mm-hmm. they are saying the investigator is yeah so yeah. I can agree with that um, and then we said Emmett is a seven the enthusiast most definitely they are busy fun loving spontaneous versatile distractible and scattered yep that's Emmett to a T. <laughs> feel like I don't even need to dive deeper <laughs> But where are the flaws in Emmett? You there know, are none. He there aren't none. The and I feel like he's never sad. If he is, he kind of like laughs it seconds. off. Well, okay. Oh, Let's put it this way Emmett probably does have flaws, but we don't really see them. I'm sure like, Rosalie sees them all the probably, time. Probably, yeah. <laughs> you annoy <me. laughs> I think he annoys her by being so like Woo, Yeah, happy, let's go. happy, happy go lucky and like does it to be funny too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And then we said that Rosalie was an eight, the challenger. They are powerful and dominating. They are self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. We're looking at it right <laughs> Peyton is also an eight, yes. but we feel like maybe y'all aren't like the same spectrum of eight. We think mm-hmm. your wings may be different. Yeah. The wings for them were the wings for them a eight. Wing 7 was the Maverick, and then an 8 wing nine was the bear and i'm not sure where she falls i definitely see myself more as the maverick i see both of them definitely i was gonna say the bear just based off names because i don't remember what you guys said earlier about um, the descriptions but i hope it, she's it, the bear Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's what i was gonna say i want her to be the bear because Emmett loves bears <laughs> but i feel like um maybe not in this book or in twilight or even new moon but i feel like as we get to know rosalie more she is kind of like she will do anything to protect the people that she loves oh yeah which i think fell into the bare description yeah. of what we were given and see also with these i do want to point out i had a lot of eight qualities it was most it was the majority of my tests that okay you're an eight that's all you but i did have a good bit of the two mm-hmm. because but that falls into like my career choices mm-hmm. and stuff yeah so i could see where so you can have a mixture of these things yeah that's yeah. what makes you human yeah like or non-human <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, these are just your dominant that's what gives yeah. you a personality yeah. me and rosalie who have totally different personalities you know you I also can have different backgrounds different yeah. experiences backing it up different mm-hmm. situations yeah. obviously i try my best not to be an asshole rosalie just kind of leans that's into it i am totally an asshole yeah that's yeah. why she is leans into it mm-hmm. i try my best not to be and i think with the bear it did say that they lack empathy yes she definitely lacks empathy mm-hmm. a majority of the situation i try my hardest to be empathetic. I feel like the further like the Twilight series went on, she grew into being more empathetic. Mm -hmm. We also saw as the Twilight series went on like she grew more to be empathetic. She understood Bella a little bit more. They grew closer, but Bella also understood her more. And yet once Rosalie shares her story in Eclipse, Bella kind of like sees Mm -hmm. that side of her, which adds to like us knowing Rosalie's motivations. And then we said that we believe quite possibly that Bella and Esme might possibly be a nine, the peacemaker, which means they may be easygoing, self-effacing type. They're receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. Yeah, you're reading that back and after the reading the other ones, yeah, I think that's definitely both of them. Their basic fear is loss and separation, which I definitely see for Esme and I can see for Bella. I still am not 100% sure where I think Bella falls, but I'm going to go with this right now. I mean, I, at least the separation part of that the okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like it applies to Bella. And I mean, you, I also like account for the fact that Bella is like a child of divorce. So that may lean into that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And their basic desire is to have inner stability or peace of mind. If they are a wing eight, they are considered the referee. If they are a wing nine, they are con- wait, a wing one. Sorry. They are considered the dreamer. So mm-hmm. however you want to mention into that. And then the examples of famous people who are nines are very notable. Like Elizabeth II um Abraham Lincoln a bunch of presidents like half the presidents I swear De yeah. Deschanel I mean come on <laughs> Morgan Freeman yeah isn't I I? but um that was kind of just like what we see just mm-hmm. gazing upon Enneagram types and kind of getting to know characters personalities which I think is fun like yeah, if, is. if you are invested in a form of media of which there are fictionalized characters you, you want to know more about them and you want to understand why they think the way that they do and why they do what they do. Yeah. I think it's fun. Okay, I think that wraps up this episode. Next time we will be reading through chapters sixteen and seventeen, The Knot and Confessions. I haven't read those yet, so I'm not sure what's gonna happen, but I feel like we're gonna get a little tangled up, maybe <laughs> untangled. <laughs> Edward might finally reveal himself. <laughs> finally. <laughs> Literally we'll shed some light on the situation once again. Or the penises. I'm sorry. (laughs) please if you haven't seen the office just um and you know coming up we have the last half of the book, yeah, which is we're, insane. We're fifty percent through the book. It's getting real. We don't even have a villain yet, unless you count Edward's monster. Oh, yeah. instincts yeah. did You say Mike? No, I was going <laughs> to say his mind. Mike is the monster. <laughs> Mike Sorry. is the villain. Mike just like turns into the whole. Well, he kind <laughs> of is funny. a villain for part of it. It just keeps going back and forth on He's that. He's not one. a threat. Though. <laughs> But yeah, sorry, Caitlin, your true love. Your he's, he's not my true love. He's just one of the many. <laughs> and then we also like we'll get to see the interaction between Bella and the rest of the family. What they actually think about her after they meet her. That's going be a fun, fun time. time. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Let's Call It Nothing podcast. Please remember to follow, like, subscribe, whatever the hell you also, do. Also, before mm-hmm. we go, if you have any other decisions on who would be what in the personality. Oh, yeah. Please show yeah. what Enneagram types you believe the characters to be. Like I've said before, we haven't read all of the books in a hot minute. Yeah. So we don't fully, like, remember different aspects of the personalities, which might lead us to believe they are a different type. Yeah. But also, if you have any other personality quizzes that we you think we should look into for these characters that would be fun anything like any type of little fun thing that you thought Mm -hmm. hey this would be cool if they did we would be down to do it so just let us know or just give us any commentary about the chapters you think we missed or anything we kind of skimmed over because that's definitely possible (laughs) (laughs) like i said we are not professionals so just tell us anything we missed or anything you thought would be noteworthy so we hope you enjoyed and we'll see you next time on let's call it nothing